Hello, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I'm your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining us for episode 111 today. If you are a patron, then you will actually be hearing this episode early. If you are a non-patron, you'll still hear this episode, but it'll just be uh, like a week later. I'm going to give uh, patrons early access to this episode. And this is our Game of the Year episode. So we didn't do this last year, but this is the first year we're doing this, and I think it's going to be a new tradition that we're starting here. Basically, what we're going to do is I have a panel of guests on with me. We're all going to talk about our top five favorite games of the year. Uh, whatever criteria you want to use, you know, some people might, um, you know, use only AAA games. Some people might use all indie games. Um, whatever criteria you want, it's your list. You get to make your top five. And I invited people in the Discord to do the same. So people in the Discord voted and people on this panel are voting. And basically how it's going to work is if a game was first place on your list, that's worth 10 points. The game was second place on your list, that's worth 8 points. Third is worth six. Fourth is worth four points. And fifth place on anyone's list is worth two points. And then what I do is I take all the lists that were sent in, I add up the points, and at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about the top ten games points-wise that um were on the list. So basically, out of everyone that sent in lists on Discord, we had a couple people that DM me, we had a couple people that um sent in lists in the thread, and then our panels list. And we're going to go over our top 10. We might mention, like, say there's one that's, like, you know, two points off from making the top 10. We might mention some that are, like, you know, small snubs. But uh, that's kind of how this is going to work. So this is only one category, just game of the year. We're going to talk about the top 10, basically. And maybe next year I'll have uh, multiple categories, but that's how we're doing it this year. So without further ado, we'll announce our guest in here. Please welcome back to the podcast for the first time since episode 100. Monty, how are you, Monty? Hey, I'm back. You are back, yeah. You took, uh, you know, a 10-week break, but you're back again. Uh, On a rare occasion, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you come in for the big episodes. You know, you come in for the yeah. episode 100, you know, the game of the year, the uh, the one-year anniversary. You're just here for the big events, basically. That, that's it. I'm here for the important ones. Yes, you're the main event specialist now. <laughs> but we also have a, another guest back, also for the first time since episode 100. Please welcome back for his second appearance, Beats and Buttons. How are you, Beats? I've officially changed my name to Technical Difficulty, so I do apologize, but um, I'm good. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, you did have some tech issues before the show started, but, you know, it, it seems like we've kind of resolved those now, so <laughs> hopefully uh, we're all good for the rest of the podcast. Just, uh, you know, no one say Borderlands 3 too loud because that's what crashed the podcast last time we talked about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of inside baseball for everyone. Uh, the episode 100 we did, it seemed like every time somebody said Borderlands 3, it crashed the entire podcast and it made editing really hard. So, <laughs> But we do have one other guest back with us. They are a common guest at this point. Uh, they were just on the last episode with me about the Outer Worlds. Please welcome back to the podcast, Zombie Killermar. How are you, Zombie? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm definitely leaving that delay in. That was the biggest delay ever. <laughs> Silence and then good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, good. 
Stop. The, the biggest delay ever. Right? They're just like, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even meant yeah, to fall back. That way. has to stay in. I can't edit it out. <laughs> literally, I, I literally unmuted it just to talk, and then it just delayed itself. Didn't even, okay, then. <laughs> sure, sure. Likely story. Uh, this is the intro we're going with now let's roll guys yes best intro but anyways uh welcome back everyone (laughs) i appreciate you all being here so we have the same crew from episode 100 i think the episode went really well and i wanted to invite the same crew back so here we are but um as i said we're going to kind of go over our top five games so we will start by going from five up so let's start with uh, the person that's uh, answer is actually when they're called on on time. Uh, how about Marty first? <laughs> right. Well, I answered on time, but I failed in most other aspects. And I would like to preface this. I have played very few new games this year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so the, the bottom few, uh, they're, they're technically a new game, whether they've been re-released on a new pr- platform or they've had significant changes to the game. It's going to be my bottom few, just to fill the gaps. Um, Fair enough. But my my number five spot is going to be Des- Destiny Two, because it's uh, it had a whole bunch of controversy. I'm sure everyone heard about that. That was a whole big thing. Loot boxes, the universe. There was tons of things around that. And earlier on this year. It, hu- it there was a huge rework of how the game works um, with the new DLC that's come out. It's also moved from the Blizzard launcher to Steam now, on PC at least. Uh, it's a free-to-play game now as well, just the core game. Um, so that, that that's good for bringing in more people. Um, and it, it the game's just been reworked a lot throughout the year. Um, so it's it's not quite the same game from when it started, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I was very hesitant going into Destiny 2, trying that out, because I'd heard all of the bad things, but I, I had a really good time, um, and I've really enjoyed playing some Des- Destiny 2. Fair enough. I mean, and just for people at home, they're probably wondering why that's allowed to be counted. Um, the reason why I'm allowing it to count is because Destiny did technically come out on Stadia this year. So that is technically a new platform, even though um, I don't know a lot of Stadia fans out there. But um, that's why it technically counts for this podcast. And I'm glad you brought that up first, because there are going to be other games in here that technically uh, released last year or um, before that. But they came out on a new platform this year. So if a game just came out on Xbox this year, or a game just came out on PC this year, or it just came out on Stadia this year, it is eligible for votes. So that's how we're doing uh, our game of the year. So um, that is eligible, and uh, I don't play Destiny, but um, Zombie or Beats, do you guys play any Destiny? Uh, used to. <laughs> used to as well. Yeah. I still won't well, delete it because I love the game, but I got kind of frustrated with some of the grinding, so I kind of stopped playing. Well, Monty says it's changed a lot, so maybe you'll well, look it better now. There's still aspects of it being an MMO. There's still the Eververse. So there's still grindy elements to it, obviously. But but the game itself is fun, and there's some fun gameplay. So, you know, it's free. If you haven't played it, if, you know, I played Destiny 1 as well, and well, at the start that was 
a bit of a joke, but I, I enjoyed playing through the story of Destiny 2, um, and I, I enjoyed doing some of the raids as well. It's just a good, fun, free game. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that seems too grindy for my taste. If I played it, I'd probably get too hooked and never play any of the other games. And then I'd be coming on a podcast like mine and be like, yeah, I haven't played any games this year, guys. I only played Destiny, that's it. So, uh, so I'm not looking for that experience. Trust me, we're all shaking our heads in shame. But um, I might also be a little bitter because I pre-ordered mine and spent a lot of money on mine. Got all the little caveats and trinkets, and now it's free to play. So, you know, I might be a little bitter. Yeah, we'll I can definitely I understand that. I, I mean, that happens a lot one. nowadays. I, I pre-ordered the first one, which was atrocious at the start. I yeah, that was, so I, I get the feeling. But Destiny Two, I've enjoyed. Well, I mean, it's probably better than pre-ordering the Anthem, which a lot of people weren't happy about. But <laughs> okay, now see, that's I, I on my list. So you gonna have to back that up one time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is on your list. You knew it was on my list. Why you it's on your list. Anthem is on your list. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. MacGruber. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it was. So I've seen him play it. So. <laughs> that's kind of why I threw the shot out there. So I knew but, that's why um, you did it. I admit it. <laughs> but let's go to Beats then. Um, let's see if it's your number five. Is it your number five or is it uh, somewhere else? Um, it's actually somewhere else. I would have to put Greedfall at five. Um, just because Greedfall was made by a studio that hasn't been known for completely polished games. Um, not just mechanically, but also like story-wise and things like that. So for them to go into a genre they hadn't touched on this level, and it just... It made everything that was flawed about Technomancer not appear in one of their games. So it was it was a breath of fresh air in the fact that they had moved beyond their stumbling blocks and gave a really good, solid RPG. So I'd have to go with Greedfall as my number five of the year. Fair enough. And I mean, Greedfall is definitely a game that um, I know we spoke about offline beats that I was really intrigued about. And this is a game that... I really would have played if they probably picked a different release window, but they released it like right at the same time as Borderlands 3, and I could only get one game out of the two, so I got Borderlands 3 instead. So um, that's kind of why I didn't play Greedfall, but it is a game that, like, say they released Greedfall back in, like, February or something like that, I definitely would have played it. Right. So, I think the release I, I dates this year affected me playing certain yeah. games, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they chose the release window they did, but I feel like if they would have chosen a different release window, then a lot more people might have played it, possibly. I feel like they weren't expecting it to be as received as it was, to be honest, because they weren't even anticipating any after-launch support, and now it's even got a DLC. So I honestly think in their minds, they just wanted to put out a game they liked, and it turned out to be a really good game. Okay, so they just kind of think it would be like a little indie title, and like, you know, they kind of be proud of it, that's it, kind of thing? Yeah, well, I mean, if you read the original, the initial release statement on it it literally said that they weren't planning on any type of post-launch support and this was before the game came out so the game comes out and then it starts blowing up and even after outer worlds and other games came out they still had a strong enough following and selling that they eventually came up with some dlc so i'm like obviously the game did better than they anticipated which is why you were given extras that we weren't anticipating 
That's awesome, though. And you're definitely going to play the DLC? Oh, yeah. I haven't touched it yet, but I'm going to. All right. Well, I'll have to look out for that. But, of course, that means I have to do my number five now. And um, I I honestly don't know if I can still decide. I'm, I'm between two games, so I might have to have you guys break the tie for me on the show here. So, um, and one of these games, I think people are going to be like, what? That, that, how is that even a consideration? But um, based on my list, I did my list based on what games that I had the most fun playing, what games that I want to go back to, you know, when I um, thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, I want to go back to the game again. I want to keep playing it. And that's kind of uh, what my list is based on. So um, one of the games that is in contention for my number five is Man of Medan, uh, which Zombie and I played. And the other one, which is probably going to be the bigger surprise, is Crackdown 3. So... Uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, crack- did you see you crack down three times? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know that's going to be a game that you know a lot of people didn't like, a lot of people hated it, but um, I pretty much finished most of what's in the game. I mean, I did like a lot of little side things. Uh, I technically never finished the final boss, but I did literally every boss besides the final boss, so... Like, I feel like, you know, if I played that much of it and I kept wanting to go back for more, then, like, why not be uh, a part of my list? So, I think if I had to give the edge, it'd probably be to Crackdown 3, but um, I will put it up to you guys. If you guys think Man of Medan should outweigh it, then I will give it to Man of Medan instead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to say Crackdown 3. That's what I completely forgot I played that game, thinking about it. Um, but uh, I, I also saw Terry Crews the other day, fun fact. Really? Yeah. Just out, uh, when I, whilst I was in London. Sorry. Did he say quack quack by the decker? No, I, I, I didn't want to disturb him, so I didn't say hi. But <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm going to agree with Crackdown 3. <laughs> Alright, uh, Beats and Zombie, do you guys contend with that? I'm going to go with Crackdown 3 as well, um, just because I love Terry Crews, so that right there got my vote. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> um, no, seriously, Crackdown 3 wasn't bad. We talked about it before. I really had fun playing it. I just didn't like that they separated the destructive world with yeah. the regular world. That was my only and, caveat about all that, because that was the buildup behind all of it. And then they're like, here you go, we're going to split it. So it was kind of weird for me. But other than that, I, it was good. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying there. I mean, like, when I say Crackdown 3 for me, this is solely based on the campaign. Like, okay, Wrecking gotcha. Zone is complete shit. Like, Wrecking Zone doesn't even exist <laughs> okay. to me. Like, I, I, I don't even consider Wrecking Zone as existing. Like, it's it's never existed. It never happened. So. I'm sorry, what? Wrecking what? what? What's this? Exactly, yeah. I've never heard of it, so I don't know. It came in like a Wrecking Zone. <laughs> that was for Zombie. <laughs> I'm sure Zombie loved it. But yeah, the Crackdown 3 campaign, I had a lot of fun with it, and besides the final boss, uh, Elizabeth Neiman, I beat everything in the game, so I had a lot of fun with it. So Crackdown 3 does get the nod, so it's my number 5. I feel like I would have had an easier time remembering what games I played this year if I looked at the podcasts rather than trying to remember. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Monty, because I actually did that myself. I looked at the past podcasts I've done, I'm like... Oh, yeah, I did play that, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about Crackdown 3, but that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Well, there's still time to include in your list, Mommy. There's still time. 
No, I've got I've got the rest of mine set down. All right. <laughs> but um, zombie, since you want to be you know out on an island on your own, why don't you go with your number four next? Okay, so my number four uh, is Borderlands Three, um, which is a probably a big shock to most people because I absolutely love playing Borderlands Three, <laughs> which I can imagine right now is probably a big shock, especially to you, Blaze. I'm guessing so, anyway. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised it's that low for you. I thought it'd be higher for you. Yeah, the reason I did this was because its story at the end, don't get me wrong, was fun, but when you get to the end, it had a bit of controversy. And, like, because people, it was, like, in the middle, like, people liked it, people didn't like it. Obviously, me and you had separate uh, opinions about the ending. Um, But it's also because um, they also nerf stuff. This is, like, the most frequent amount of um like nerfing of weapons like this borderlands is the most frequent for it and it kind of ruins it for me in a way um so yeah that kind of annoys me as well when they nerf like a really good weapon and then you're just like well yeah what's the point of playing if you're just going to nerf all my best weapons and stuff like that but overall it is a lot of fun to play it's just it had controversy and they just stopped nerfing stuff essentially because it, 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 it ruins the game fair enough Mani, what is your number four? Okay, so my number four is a game. It's it, it's a game that got released on a new platform this year, and I had to put it on my list because it is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I wish I could put it higher, but the other games I've, I'm putting higher are actually new games, so I feel like they deserve to be higher just on the basis they are actually new games. But my number four is Halo Reach. Oh my goodness, I love this game. All right. It's so fun. It's come out on PC this year. Um, it, even with YouTube videos, I've just gone back and started watching tons of Halo Reach YouTube videos. Like, it's one of those games that I can go back and play over and over. I, the the story is great. It it There's great characters, emotional moments. The multiplayer is so fun. The Forge works well. It's it's one of those games if you're playing on console, you can sit down and play with friends. Split screen, which split screen is just not a thing anymore. So going back back and playing Halo Reach, split screen stuff. I, I can't I can't say enough good things about Halo Reach, but yeah, that's my number four. It's funny you say that because I can't say anything about it. Actually, I never played Halo Reach, so it's one of the oh, few Halos I never tried at all. So it's so good. What? You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> it's good then, Bates. Um, Halo Reach is one of the only Halo games I will actually play and promote. I like Halo, don't get me wrong, but I watched my brother play through all the regular Halos, so I finally get into it, and then I played Reach, and that was like my favorite. And I played some of the other ones, and then Five came out, and there was no multiplayer. So I kind of stopped liking it again, and then they re-released the the whole set up with Reach included. So I'm back on the bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> Reach is a great game. The only reason it's so low is because it's whilst it's re it's just a re-release, not actually a new game. Fair enough. I understand that. So, um, I guess I'll go with my number four now, and then we'll go over to Beats. So, my number four is one that might surprise you, actually, Zombie, because I think you would think that this is going to be higher on my list. So, my number four is actually Civilization VI. So, uh, this game just came out on Xbox this year. 
It has been out on PC for a while, but uh, it's finally out on Xbox and PS4, so it's finally come to console. And I have enjoyed this game a lot. Um, I love strategy games like this. I love the games where you can kind of, you know, the 4X kind of games like that, where you can go explore, you know, uh, extrapolate, stuff like that. And I like games that you have to actually uh, think and just develop things and you kind of plan out your strategy, like, uh, you know, with text trees or the civic trees. I like how there's different victory types that, you know, weren't in, uh, like, Civ Rev, for example. And I think there's a lot to be done with this game. I think there's so much replayability with all the different civilizations. And it's a game that I think I'll have fun with, um, you know, going into 2020 for a long time. The reason why it's number four for me is because when I was looking at the games on my list, I'm like, well, what games did I have the most fun with? And what game, you know, did I go back to more often and say, okay, I got to go back to that? And while I love Civ 6 and while I plan to play it a lot more in 2020, in 2019, I haven't gone back to it as often as I thought I would so far, just because I've been busy with other stuff. But uh, if you think about it in those terms, you know, I probably would go back to it more often if it was a game that should be higher on my list, because I didn't go back to it as frequently uh, so far as I would have thought I would. Well, this is one of those games I didn't touch because of its release date. It got released around the same time as other games that I had already pre-ordered, so I still haven't touched it. So eventually I'll get into it, but I had fun watching you guys play it. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we still have to finish our game that, you know, I'm going to win a religious victory on. And I beat Zombie for the second time, so. Yeah, that's. I think that's part of why it's number four for me, is like, it, it has a lot of depth to it, and while I love depth, like, it has a lot of depth. I mean, like, it, it takes a while to get used to all the new stuff in this game. So, like, you know, it's going to take me a while, well into 2020 before I actually master this. Like, you can probably ask me in June, and in June 2020, I'll probably be like, yeah, I think I'm decent at the game now. Like, so, <laughs> so I, I probably still want to master it by June. But. My whole thing, though, with any of the games, as long as you're having fun, it doesn't matter your skill level. It's the amount of fun you get out of it. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Very true. I'm glad you said that, and I think that's kind of, um, you know, why Crackdown 3 was on my list, because Crackdown 3, a lot of people think it sucked, but I had fun with that campaign. Like, I, I liked jumping in there, and I liked, you know, going to take out, like, the stupid little bosses, and, like, for a lot of people that might be boring, but for me, it's like, oh, this is a game I don't have to think at all, you know, I don't feel like there's no stress involved in Crackdown 3, it's just, okay, go over here, shoot this little tinker, go over here, shoot this guy, like, like yeah, this is kind of fun, so. That's why that movie list, but but now we are up to Beats. Beats, what is your number four? Okay, so I kind of am stuck in between two with my number four. Um, it's between two games. They're actually made by the same company, which is probably why I'm stuck between the two. But it's between um, Tom Clancy's Breakpoint and Tom Clancy's The Division Two. Um, the reason being is I love The Division One, even with all of its hangups and everything else. I had no problem with it. I wasn't the best at it, but I loved it. So when 2 came out, I, I hesitated. I didn't pull the trigger, and my brother-in-law bought it for me, and I actually ended up enjoying it even more than 1. The reason why it stuck between that and Breakpoint, though, is because Breakpoint is a really fun game to play with others. Uh, by yourself, you don't have the same experiences like I did with Division 2, but with others, Breakpoint is by far one of my most favorite multiplayer games. Um, it's a lot similar in 
Borderlands and the fact that it's a four-player squad or up to a four-player squad. You go through, you can do the storylines together, you can progress together, all that. Um, but there's certain things that are locked as well behind the amount of players you have. The same with the Division 2, so that's the only hang-ups come in. If you don't have people to play with, your squad's not available, there's certain things you just can't do, so it kind of takes away from some of the replay value. But beyond that, um, I, I literally cannot pick between those two. So if anyone has any input, I'll gladly take it, but I'm not sure how All many right, of you so guys you, played either you one. You need us to break the tie, then? If you wouldn't mind. All right. Um, I actually haven't played either one, but I have seen Division 2 streamed, and I did enjoy that. So I would probably lean towards Division 2, unless, um, you know, Mani or Zombie. I don't know if you guys have any preference either way. Um, I, I, I played the first Division game, uh, and I had fun with that. I haven't played Division 2 yet, but it, that looks pretty decent, so I'll, I'll probably put my vote that way, just on the basis that I've played the Division 1. And Zabby? I'd say um, Division 2. Alright, so... Because I've two actually beats. played it and gotten to the end nearly, so... Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I've not played Breakpoint. I've heard like bad reviews about Breakpoint, actually, so I wouldn't pick it. My opinion, just saying. Oh, trust me. Breakpoint got destroyed so bad, that's why I didn't even bring up the reviews. That's all like, it doesn't matter how good oh, you yeah, are, how I good know. the game I is. Saw yeah. <laughs> they took everything I that was good all about the threes. first game, threw that out, and threw in everything from like their tier system from their other games. So it was kind of interesting. That's where a lot of the backlash came from. They're just like, why would you change so much of the game when it's nothing like the first one? Yeah. And now they're going back to make it like the first one. So, in retrospect, it might end up being just as good as the first one. Right. Well, are you happy with uh, our tiebreaker here? You yeah, I, I would take Division 2 as number 4. Right. I mean, just the way they have everything set up, there hasn't been as many issues with the game. It's fun solo or with friends. Um, going to the Dark Zone is, is terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. Because you never know if people are going to shoot you and loot you or help you get your loot out, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'll go Division 2 for my number 4. And I will do a small uh, spoiler here that that does put Division 2 pretty close to the top 5 right now. So our current top 5, it's pretty close beats. So that might be happy there. No, I didn't know that. But we are moving on to number 3s now, so let's start with uh, Zombie before he uh, cuts out again. <laughs> <laughs> um, script. I'll just get straight to the point because I've already said how hard all of them are. Red Dead Redemption Two. All Have right. to say it. Have to say this because the story for that is absolutely amazing. It's brilliant. I, I absolutely loved it. It brings you into the moment of obviously <laughs> the Wild West, and it had me from like the first moment. Every major plot that happened, every major moment that happened is that hits you very hard. It isn't one of those days where you'd like, you throw a death away and it's just like, oh, who cares? It was only that person. Each one's, and it has an impact on the game. And it's just like, okay, wow. I can't believe they killed someone so off. And I'll admit this, and I've only told a few friends of this, right? Red Dead Redemption 2's campaign was pretty much the first ever one that actually made me cry at the end. Now everybody knows. Yeah. First ever game to actually make me cry at the end of it. Because the ending's that good. Because they built this... 
like amazing story to that point where it's oh my god, it's, the, the ending's just heartbreaking. Yeah, I've so, heard a little bit on the ending, so I, I don't know the full spoilers on it, but um, I have heard the story yeah. a little bit though. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it because obviously people are yeah, going to be playing it, it yeah. so I'm not going to spoil it. Well, and the reason why it's eligible to be voted on too, just to remind everyone, is that Red Dead Redemption Two just came out on PC about a month ago, and that is why it's eligible because um, it has been on console for a while now. It came out on console last year, but it is eligible because it came out on PC. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I probably won't play it unless it comes to Game Pass. If it comes to Game Pass, I'll definitely try it. But if it doesn't come to Game Pass, it's probably not going to be a game I ever try just because um, I have to budget you know, what games I actually buy wisely. And I don't think this is a game that I would love enough to get enough enjoyment out of it. You know, I'm not going to use the money on that and get enough enjoyment out of it to um, justify the cost. That's just me personally. Beats or money, any comments on Red Dead 2? Um, not really. I I didn't touch Red Dead One. Um, I'm not a huge GTA sort of game person, so the games have never hugely appealed to me. I've heard good things. I know people like them. I I just don't really have much interest myself. So I'm going to spoil it and say it is in my top three. Um, that's why I was glad that caveat for it coming out on PC was there. Um, I've spent the second most amount of time on that game this year. So I'm just going to put oh, that already? I agree It just came it. out like a month ago, so damn. That's... But, well, on PC it came out a month ago. But I actually uninstalled it so I could play all those other games and missed it. So I ended up uninstalling other games to reinstall it just so I could go back to it. But I'll explain more about that later. But it is a good game. Fair enough. Well, I mean, since you did start saying it was in your top three, do you want to uh, go with your number three now, Beef, and spoil if that is Red Dead 2 or if it's something else? Um, it's actually something else. Um, the Outer Worlds is my number three. Uh, the reason right. being, um, I love Obsidian. I loved New Vegas. That is one of my top 20 all-time games. Even today, I could go and play it on the 360, but the graphics, the glitches, everything, and just lose myself in that game. They have such a way of telling stories and making it interesting and giving you different paths to follow that it makes the Outer Worlds uh, different for anyone who plays it. I've seen so many different people playing it and have completely different experiences in even the same situations by choice, little choices they make. So the fact that they were able to do all that, give you the quirkiness that they're known for, give you a solid story, give you a lot of replayability because you can go through and max out certain things and not other things. And that was only too much of the story. Like, there's so much room left in the story that I'm pretty sure we're going to get more to it. There's, there's planets that I won't name that you can't get to that I'm sure that are there because later on we're going to be able to get to them. But I could be wrong. But I yeah, really Zombie had so much did tell me they were going to make DLC for it. So I guess DLC is coming. I was hoping so because it just it, it kind of frustrated me when I was playing it that I couldn't go to certain planets. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, what'd you put the yeah. planet on my map for if I can't touch it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but I did, um, like, ten hours worth so far. And I guess I'm about, like, a third of the way into the game. Um, I just got to the planet of Monarch, and I just met, uh, Nioka. That's kind of the point I'm at. So, um, I'm not, like, super far in the game yet, but so far from what I've seen, I am loving the game. So, I definitely understand that being on the list. 
I'm gonna throw something else in there. Even the fact of what you just said, Nyoka was the second person I picked up. So I grabbed stuff off the planet, dipped, and then came back. I didn't. I missed the vicar, so like I didn't even see him. So that's why I said it's weird that depending on how you play that game, you'll have a completely different experience. That's true, yeah. And honestly, like I think you could probably you know finish the entire game without ever knowing Sam is even on your ship. So <laughs> you could, you could the robot for sure. Yeah, that was the same for me though. Like I only knew the vicar was an actual recruitable companion when I looked at my quest log and realized that he was actually one. And I'd, I'd already like done all the quest line on Monarch. Yeah, see, I left point. the planet and had to come back. Same thing. I didn't even realize. That yeah, I was supposed literally. To talk to him. <laughs> same. Well, I'm, I'm sure he was happy to talk to you afterwards, though. <laughs> Probably mad it took me so long to get back to him. <laughs> you had to find his books, you know. He needs those books. Yeah. And shout out Good to Felix so. in his drop. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that being the top three. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to our uh, intro episode yet, Beats, because the most recent episode that released was our intro to Outer Worlds, but... um. Felix is my favorite so far. I, I like him a lot. He, he has a great personality. I know. That's why I threw that out there, too. I did listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I pay attention. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, I just think he's a really uh, fun character, honestly. So I can't wait to explore him more. Uh, Monty, have you played that at all? You haven't spoken up about it at I all? I have, so. yes. It's going to be coming up in my top three at some point. Um, oh. Spoiler I will. Alerts. Yeah. Uh, I've only had limited gameplay of it. I will speak more about that uh, when I get to it. Um, but the gameplay I have played of it has been amazing. I've really enjoyed it. Fair enough. Well, I guess I'll go with my number three, and then we'll go to you, Monty. So, uh, my number three is a game that has already been talked about today. And this might surprise uh, you guys a little bit, because you might have thought it would be higher, but it's actually Borderlands 3 for me. So, uh, Borderlands 3 gets third place, worth six points for me. And, honestly, um, I had a lot of fun with the game, but the reason why it's number three and I can't put it higher is because that story. I mean, <laughs> that, that story just really, really still to this day pisses me off. I knew it. <laughs> I, I, I can't put it higher than it. three. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd do uh, that. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I agree with Ava, you for doing that. I hate Tannis. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate Ava and I hate Tannis. So, like, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't put a higher than three. So, it, it, it does deserve some points, I think. You know, it was a fun game, and I did enjoy uh, Moe's and Black and uh, Zane. You know, all those characters are really cool. <laughs> I like seeing the characters come back that, you know, we know from the previous games. Like, Seeing Tiny Tina grown up is really interesting, and I like kind of seeing her that way. And, you know, yeah. it's really uh, fun to play through some of those side quests, too. I mean, like, the side quests where we have to kill ourselves to get um, that gun from Tyrene. I think that's a really cool quest. There's, there's a lot of interesting different side quests, too. And I haven't played the new DLC yet, but we're going to play that new DLC on Thursday. And, well, actually, when you're hearing this, it'll be, like, way played over, but... Um, basically <laughs> recording this on Monday, December 23rd, we're playing it on Thursday of that week, so the 26th, so you're going to hear this, like, way after that, but we will have played it, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my number three, so. Any comments from anyone? I'm kind of No, I'm just going to say, you're going to love the DLC. 
<laughs> You're surprised by what beats? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was, not, I was just saying, I'm surprised it's only number three as much as you played it. But I know you're big on stories, so if the story is not satisfying for you, I completely understand how it'd be lower. Exactly, and that really sums it up right there for me, Beats. I mean, like, the story just did not satisfy me, and um, that might be a, a small spoiler for my top two. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, Monty, you have any comments? Um, Borderlands 3 is one of those games I need to come around and play. Obviously, I haven't played that many games this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you hate Warlands. You know, you don't ever play any of those, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those games that I probably will end up playing, even though I've heard a bit mixed things about the story even before this. Um, but, yeah, I, I think part of the reason I haven't played tons of games this year is I feel like there hasn't been tons of games that have come out. 2020 looks like it's going to be a crazy year for games, but yeah, right. there oh has been tons this year round. I think we can probably all agree that 2020, it's going to be a year that like you can't even play enough games because there's so many. <laughs> you, can't, yeah, so, you can't touch them all. So. The I'm, I'm like a great year. <laughs> this is like, my year off. There's already like four I want to play. Jits. Well, just the games coming out, like, in the first uh, four months of next year, like, there's so many games coming out in those first four months. It's like, oh, you got, you know, Cyberpunk, you got, um, you got RE3, yep, you got, um, what else is coming out? I'm drawing a blank right now, but there's a lot of games. I don't want to spoil some of the games that I want to play, so I don't want to miss all of them. A new Half-Life game coming out as well. Yep, that too. Oh my god, Jeff, I don't know what there's, yeah, there's I just don't want to so spoil all the ones I'm thinking about. But. Year. So, <laughs> so, hopefully, if I'm if I if I'm here next year for the podcast, hopefully I will have twenty games to rank next year. <laughs> but I haven't had many this year. No, we're not doing that. That was the original idea. We can't do that because we'll be here all day. <laughs> no, the, the original idea was to have a top ten list, but I thought that'd be kind of difficult for some of us. And, you know, well, considering yeah. Monty barely got top five, you know, <laughs> Monty, what would you do for a top Monty, ten, Monty? Monty. Um, Monty. <laughs> I, I think for a top ten, I would start making up games. I, I, I would make them up and just be like, oh, guys, they're really indie. They're really indie. Yeah, you, we just go know. along with it. We'd be like, oh, yeah, that game. Yeah, that game. Make yeah. up a game for number one. Well, or, or you could be, you know, simulator three. Or you'd have on the, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit and beats with thing made up anyways. <laughs> hey, legit, <laughs> I did not think that was a real game. Okay, that's not my bad. I'd never heard of it at all. I know a lot of indie games. I'd never heard of. It. I was like, y'all making stuff up. Oh my god, that's well, almost like saying you're gonna make an untitled goose game. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to play that though. Saying, it's a real that, game though. It's a real it's game. Of the games that has looked good for this year. Um, but speaking of indie games, uh, I my next two are both Devolver games because the games I have been playing, I've been loving some of the stuff that Devolver's come out with this year. Um, the next game, All right, so you're going to do three and two at once. Uh, I can if if you want to do yeah, that. Go for it. You can do three through. and two. Um, my third place, I've put uh, my friend Pedro. Because uh, I that was a really fun game, short, sweet. Uh, the the reason it's at third is because it was so short. I I really enjoyed the gameplay. The gameplay is really fun. There's some really cool mechanics. The story's great. It, it feels 
great, but I want more. I want more of it. And it was just a bit too short for my liking. Um, well, but... I'm going to cut you off for a second there. Um, I'm actually curious more about what that game is. I've seen it on Game Pass, but mm-hmm. it, it has a banana. I'm like, a game of a banana? I'm like, what? what? Like, so so I, I, was, I was a little weirded out to try it out. Mm-hmm. So what is it about even? It, it's a third-person perspective side-scrolling well, of course, it's going to be third person in side scrolling, but it's a side scrolling shoot up, and you can slow down time and shoot people, and yeah, and so you're you're running through these levels, taking out these enemies, um, and you've got this imaginary or this sort of floating banana friend who sort of guides you through the game, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spoil any of the story in it. There's not tons and of it. it but the is your good. friend's name Pedro? He he is named Pe- Pedro, um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really fun game. But it, it's just quite short. Um, Fair enough. Shocking that. Which I suppose could be a plus if you just want a short, fun game. Um, uh, and then my number two, a game from Devolver, is a, a bit newer. It's a game called uh, Ape Out, and essentially, your it, it's a the graphics are very minimalist. So it's block colors, all of this, but it works really well. And again, it's almost a side-scrolling game. But you're playing as a monkey, break as a as a gorilla breaking out of various facilities. So sort of for the first length of the game, you're breaking out of like test labs, and then you're breaking out of uh, boats. Then you're running through an abandoned skyscraper. And there's a bit off in the forest as well. Um, and that's another one of their games that's really fun. That's probably the game I've actually put the most time into this year. Um, it, it's got great playability. Pun? I was saying interesting. I haven't heard of that game before, actually. Yeah, it, it's one that went quite under the radar. But I really enjoyed it. And despite being, you know, even if you bought the game, I, it is on... I'm pretty sure on Game Pass. Even if you bought it, it's quite cheap. But it's got some really good length to it. Um, and sort of... that you There's not much story to it, but it's just a fun game to run through. Uh, you grab people and make them shoot their friends. and It's all very minimalist, but it's a really fun game. So that, that's my number two. Sounds kind of violent, but fair enough. <laughs> it, it is quite violent, but it, it's enjoyable. All I games are violent nowadays. Because it came out on the Switch and Windows, so it was a smaller market when it first came out. But I've heard yeah. a lot about it more recently than I did even when it came out. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it did have like the initial Switch release and everything, but it, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Yeah, I mean, if it's on Game Pass, I'll have to uh, give it a look in the catalog and see what I think, so... But that being said, why don't we go to Beats next for your number two? Okay, so my number two, I should probably give away my number one, but my number two will be Anthem. Um, I've spent so much time in that game. It's the gameplay, um, the flying and the fight, and the fighting, also the combat, whatever. Smacking people with my glowy stick is really fun. So what I'm saying is, is that I get to fly around like, like Iron Man, and do these missions and play with friends and things like that, but the things that they've added to, to spice up the game for what it's lacking has been really good. 
So, yes, there are issues with it, but it's also one of the top 10 selling games of the year before it was even added to EA Access. So it's one of those things where it's like, it got a lot of hate and a lot of that I feel was because it was EA and Bioware, but at the same time, it was a change from what Bioware was used to doing. It, they're known for their RPGs, Mass Effect, uh, Dragon Age, they're known for that type of stuff, Age of Empires, Swords of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, like things like that, that's what they're known for. So for them to go online multiplayer was a big step, and I think they, they definitely made some mistakes, but it's still a really good overall game for its money. Like, even now, I think you can get it for like five bucks. You get more than five dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. Um, the, the events, like I said, that they've added make it really enjoyable. They give you different things. The grind is there, like you get with a lot of these games, but it's a different type of grind. They tell you what you have to do. They lay it out, and then they tell you, hey, this is how much time you have. And it doesn't work for a lot of people who don't have a lot of time to play, which is what killed me with Destiny. But at the same time, it, it's kind of like they're, they're giving you stuff to work towards to bring people back. So I get what they're doing. But overall, it's one of those games that I would recommend. I would buy again. I bought for friends. It's just, it really is fun because the, the characters, the story arcs, things like that, it all ties in the board. They just do a good job of delivering it, even with its hiccups. So that would be my number two. And got a few questions there then. So like, um, I know they said they've been like, uh, wanting to overhaul the entire game. Um, do you think it still like needs that? And do you think it's going to, you know, be something that's more well received after they do that? Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, boys, because I can talk about this game forever. I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> for real though, if, if they were to do it, okay. So what they're saying about the overhaul is kind of like what No Man's Sky went through. Right. Which is No Man's Sky. Yeah. Okay. So um, when it first came out, what was promised was not even close to what you got. So it's the same thing with right. Anthem. If you watch the initial release trailer, what it was supposed to be, if that's what they go back to, I'm all for it. What they have is just like with Destiny. They can fix what they have by changing some things and adding some things and removing some things. But if they really want to do an overhaul, they need to do what No Man's Sky did uh, did and and go back and put everything in that they said was going to be in the game. Go to that. So if they do that, I'm all for an overhaul. If they're just going to slap some DLC on it, call it Shadow Keep, nah, not so much. That's fair. I mean, this is a game that I definitely um wasn't ever really on my radar. It just doesn't feel like my style of game as much. But I know a lot of people, you know, they pre-ordered this, they're all hyped for it, and then they felt let down by it and stuff like that. I think one of the biggest complaints I heard is that it was too much of a grind and that, like, they basically time-gated you and kind of stopped you in parts of the story to kind of lengthen the game. Has that been fixed already? Uh, yes and no. So if you were to get the game now, you would miss, you would have missed out on two events. So the events are time-gated, but there's a lot of games that Monster Hunter World, um, right. Division 2. So it's not a new thing. It's just for it being a Bioware EA game and their customer base, they're not used to it. So I think that's where most of that's coming from is just because they're, they're not used to experiencing anything. Like with Dragon Age, if they came out with the DLC, it didn't matter when you bought it. You could go back and play it, enjoy the DLC, whatever you wanted to, even in the storyline. 
they didn't do that with this. So for Bioware fans or EA fans that were expecting something similar, I think that's where a lot of that backlash came from. But like I said, I still love Destiny 2. I'll jump back in it every now and then just to see what's new. But it, it, their type of grind was different because it forced you to do PvP stuff. So if you're not big into PvP, it completely takes a whole plethora of stuff away from you. Anthem didn't do that. They just time gated. So if you missed out on the timed events, you missed out on certain things. But they've also done it where they bring stuff back later. So it, it's a toss-up. If they keep doing what they've been doing with bringing it back later, it's fine. But that's the only thing about the missions because the... the the Cataclysm, which was the first DLC, changed some things in the world. And then the Season of Skull event actually just piggybacked off of that. So I feel like part of what they're doing is to keep people interested while they're doing whatever they're doing in the background. So I think they're working to make this game playable for all, but at the same time, if they're really going to overhaul it, why would they put so much effort into it? No, I think you've argued your points pretty well. And honestly, I think one of the things you said earlier um, makes a lot of sense for me. Like, you know, people were disappointed by this, and the fact that there was disappointment and it's an EA game, it basically automatically equals people, oh, well, let's trash it then, it's EA, let's trash it. So I think that's kind of the automatic response <laughs> when it's EA, which is unfortunate, but it, that's what EA gets nowadays. <laughs> well, if, since you said that too, that needs to throw something else in there. Apex Legends is a good, good multiplayer game, but because it's attached to EA, I'm pretty sure that's why Respawn didn't tell nobody about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly too, really great game. Like, I would recommend that to anyone, but because it's a test well, EA, so many people won't even touch it. Yeah, I mean, apparently the story is that like EA barely even knew about it. Like EA's like, yeah, okay, you're making what? Oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like, we'll just slap our name. Yeah, on it. it wouldn't surprise me. They're like, hey, in our annual meeting, we kind of threw this in there. We're done with it now. You're done with it? What is it? Let's throw it out there and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you can kind of see the difference. You know, when EA has no hands involved, you get Apex Legends, and that's how that does. When EA puts their <laughs> hands involved in the game, you, you see what happens in games. So, like, basically, the moral of the story is, EA, please just go away and let people do the games. <laughs> but it's one thing. If they want to be the publisher, yeah, the Pisa. distributor, fine. Do that. But let the development team develop you got to let exactly. the cook do the cooking, man. Then the chef, you know, the cook cooks it. The waiter, the waitress takes it out. Like, there's a system. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, let, let's be honest here. Like, development-wise, what has AEA ever done right? Like, I can't think of anything they've ever done right. So just stay out of the developer's FIFA. window. Just let them do what they got to do. And just put the game out there. That's all you got to do, AEA. I mean, you're already making money. Stay out of people's lives anymore. EA killed their, their basketball series, so I just want to throw that out there. No EA kills football. a lot of things. They still got FIFA. It's EA. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wrong episode. <laughs> <laughs> they still got FIFA, though. <laughs> FIFA does well. Well, so does Madden. I mean, Madden sells every year for some reason, so. Oh, well, fair, yeah. Man, they just changed the number and stick a new person on the cover, and then everyone <laughs> yeah. buys it, so it's like, <laughs> I have no idea how FIFA does in in America, but it's like the most popular game anywhere else. It's, it makes up most of EA's in, uh, profits, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, FIFA does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would think Madden sells better in the US than FIFA, but yeah, it's it kind of like Pete says, I mean, mm. Madden, you just, you know, oh, let's toss Tom Brady to the cover. Oh, 
100 million copies well, sold. Perfect. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's <laughs> on to the next Ult- game. FIFA Ultimate Team alone makes most of EA's profit. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, it's because so they make you do microtransactions so that they can get money off of you. Well, the same happens with Madden Ultimate Team too. People buy those virtual cards and they just spend so much money on them. So yeah, just I know. <laughs> but let's move on to Zombies number two now. What's your number two, Zombie? Um, my number two. Ooh, okay, okay. My number two is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Wow, I yeah. was never going to uh, see that coming from you. I, I love the story for this. Like, yeah, I was expecting one of them, to be honest. I was expecting a wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the reason it's my number two is because the story's good. And the fact that when they remade this, they're remaking the story and they're telling it differently. Since it's a pre-sequel to all the rest of the other Modern Warfare's that have came. But they're changing the law, which means that we can have more Modern Warfare's down the line, which I absolutely love. And plus, just in general, the whole multiplayer looks better. The whole just combat in general looks ten times better than any COD we've had. And over, it's so realistic and everything. Like, overall, I love it. Well, fair enough. I mean, um... I think my history of, you know, being down on those types of shooters is uh, very well spoken. So I'm never going to really, yeah. I'm never going to back a Call of Duty or like, you know, PUBG Battle Royale. Like those type of games are, are not my thing. So um, never say never. Nope. PVP shooters. <laughs> never say no, never. No, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> never if, say never. If it's like a co-op shooting kind of game, you know, like maybe like a, you know, Borderlands, which I think people sometimes technically count as a shooter. If it's co-op, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. But PvP shooters, no thank you. Yeah, they have that in it, though, with this new card. They have a PV, uh, PvE, PvP, and then a campaign. So and the PvE even has a story that carries on after the main campaign. It's so good. Um, That's not why Bigger doesn't make my <laughs> top five, but... <laughs> um, I honestly don't count Bigger as the same style of shooter anyways, like... It's hard oh, to Jesus. really put a name on what I count as, like, the shooters that I hate, but, like, I don't count Vigor in that same category either. I mean, like, Vigor is, it's pretty unique, honestly, because this game, it's more like you're trying to escape. Like, you don't actually have to shoot anyone if you don't want to, because you can just go to a house, loot some stuff, and then head out. Like, so you don't even have to fight if you don't technically want to. So, I mean, I wouldn't really count that as a shooter, per se, because you're not, the goal is not to shoot somebody. Like, I, I guess the best way to put the games that I don't like as much is my goal is to go over, shoot another player, and that's the goal of the game. I don't like the games that that's the goal of the game. So I, I guess that's the best way to put it. But any other comments on Modern War for anyone? Um, I would just throw out there that that actually caught me off guard. I didn't know zombies like they gave this much. So <laughs> I that, had no idea either. Like he had never well, spoken to me about that ever. So <laughs> no, it is it from everything I've seen, from everything I've heard. I have a friend who's huge into the whole that whole genre. So he buys them all. He gives me his honest input. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. He doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat it. And he said the same thing. He said they the storyline was really rich. How they changed things up. How they gave them the ability to add on to it. He basically reiterated everything the zombie just said. So even though I haven't played it, I, I'm caught off guard that that's his number two, but I can see why. Fair enough. I mean, I can definitely say I won't be trying it anytime soon, but 
Um, you know, I, I'm happy that people are enjoying it. Though. I mean, even though I don't like a certain game or a certain game genre, I definitely don't knock anyone for liking it, you know, because people like whatever they want to like, and I'm happy people are liking it. So, you know, people probably hate that I like Crackdown 3, but whatever, I, I, I like it, so... <laughs> I'm not surprised that you liked it. I was just surprised that you liked it that much. That, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, considering like how much of the game I actually went through, I don't think a lot of people like almost beat the game. And I basically like, you know, got 95% of the way. I didn't do the last boss. That's basically where I got to. So, but my number two is um, something that probably won't surprise you guys at this point. I'm going with The Outer Worlds, number two. Um, you know, a lot of us have already said that one. And I haven't finished the game yet, but I'm about a third of the way through. And I can already tell that this is a game that I'm going to want to play, um, you know, over and over and kind of go back to. Obviously made by the same people that made uh, Fallout New Vegas, which I didn't play that version. But I have played Fallout 3 and I have played Fallout 76. Those are the only ones I played and I couldn't stand either one of them. Um, so basically, you know, that style of game, I thought like, okay, well, I'm not going to be a fan of the Fallout stuff, but I do love Skyrim. I do love the Elder Scrolls series. And honestly, um, Outer Worlds brings me more back to what I love about the Elder Scrolls series than what I hate about Fallout. And, um, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I love how you can have these different companions. It kind of brings me back to, um, Skyrim, you know, we can go and recruit companions, you know. You could hire your mercenaries, like, um, my favorite was, you know, Markirio, but a lot of people probably don't know who that is, but that's all right. But, uh, he was my favorite. And Outer Worlds, it has some really cool companions. It has some really cool skill trees and different perks you can do. And I like that ability to actually customize what you want your uh, character or player to be, because games that have, you know, just a couple of different choices, it doesn't really feel as good because you can't really customize and have a certain feel. Like, I'm going for a one-handed melee uh, character that, you know, has a lot of dialogue checks, you know, that can, you know, persuade a lot of people and stuff. And that's probably a really strange build that a lot of people don't play as. But I figured, hey, it's, it's different. Let's let's do a one-handed melee guy that can, you know, talk you out of stuff. Why not? And, you know, I, I don't use a lot of guns. Um, right now I'm using my flamethrower a lot, so I don't really count that as a gun as much. So um, I'm having fun with it. But um, the, the storyline is really great so far, too. I mean, I know I haven't uh, been all the way through the story yet, but what I have seen in the story, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's just fetch quests, is what I'd say. Like, you know, those games that feel like it's just fetch quests, go here, grab this, come back, like, those kind of suck. Like, this game, the dialogue is well-written enough that even if it is a fetch quest, it doesn't feel like it as much because you actually have, you know, a really vast and uh, enhanced world that you're actually in. And the dialogue you're talking through these characters, it makes it feel like it's more than just, okay, grab this item, come back. So uh, that's why I feel about it. So uh, that's number two for me. Anybody got comments? I will comment on it when I talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's in my top three. And we've talked about two of my top three. Fair enough. So I I guess let's just segue into it, Monty. You know... why don't you tell us why Outer Worlds is your number one, then? Right. So, Outer Worlds, my number one new game that I've played this year. Uh, I have I was a big fan of some of the Fallout stuff. Um, I My biggest game of shameful 
confession. Uh, Fallout 4 was the first game that I actually sat down and compl- single player game that I actually sat down and completed by myself. Uh, I I feel bad saying it because I've played so many other good games that I just haven't finished the main storyline off. Um, but I've, hey, I've that's fair though. No shame. I love some. Mm, so I've, I've loved some of the Fallout stuff, and obviously I've talked about Borderlands before. Borderlands Two, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so it was. Those two things meeting in one place. Um, but whenever I've played all, all of the Fallout games, I've just been like, okay, this is strong. I'm going to use this. Uh, but I went into the Outer Worlds and I found myself actually building my character like beyond just the stats-wise. I, I found I actually wanted to build the character dialogue wise like what would my character say so going beyond just the stats and i i haven't really found that in games before so i was like oh this is really fun i'm really enjoying this now i haven't actually played outer worlds that much because i was playing it at one point i was running through smacking people with my melee weapons whatever and then my xbox just turned off and it hasn't turned off, turned back on since. And I don't know what's wrong with it. And I've been too busy to take a look at why it's not turning on recently. But the time I did spend playing Outer Worlds, I had so much fun. It's been a great game. Yeah, I can't say it's not. And I mean, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think all four of us had it on our list somewhere. Beat, did you have it on your list somewhere? I can't remember. You're kidding me. <laughs> that game was on my list. After I just said that was my number three, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to go back and re-listen to what I said. <laughs> well, I said that I thought we'd all said it was. I'm just kidding, but yeah. no, so, no, I agree with everything you just said. I've not said it yet. <laughs> Zombie, is it on your list? Who knows? <laughs> you, you know. I'm like, if Zombie don't know, nobody knows. Let's hear it then, Zombie. Is is it on your list? What's number one? Fine, you got me. It's Outer Worlds. (laughs) Yeah! There we go. (laughs) There we go. I was waiting for someone to cheer for that. (laughs) There we go. Fair enough. Yeah, that's me. It's amazing. I finished the whole thing, and I'm literally doing a second run-through whenever Blaze plays, and I'm in the party with him. That's how fun it is. I'm doing a second (laughs) run-through. Already, <laughs> it's oh, it's just a ton of fun. Like honestly, like it, it's just a game for me where I can just do what I want. I, yeah, I know I, I mean, said there hasn't been many good new games yeah. this year, but Outer Worlds was one that I was excited for Same. from the first trailer. So yeah, I, I've really so, the that. reason I enjoyed it as well is because obviously Obsidian did an amazing job with it. Same with uh, New Vegas. They know how to tell a story. And most of the points that I wanted to make about why it's been number one have already been said by everybody else. So I don't really have anything. <laughs> I'm going to sit here looking speechless for the next ten minutes. It's like, oh, well, all the stuff I want to say about it is just being repeats of everything else everyone said. <laughs> that is an amazing well, story. Uh, yeah. At least, you know, uh, I was right. That was on all of our lists. So. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> two number ones. Beats actually ranked the lowest of all of us. Yeah. Two number ones, a number two, and a number three. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> In the top three for all of us. Get in there. 
And I can say um, that based on the other votes we received on Discord, uh, Outer Worlds will definitely be in our top three overall. Hey. <laughs> it deserves it. I was expecting more of a cheer than that, but okay. Wow. Thanks, guys. It's actually a, a pretty close race, but um, it is in the top Ooh. three. So It depends what All your right, number so ones are. We, yeah, we've heard our number ones. What about you guys? Well, I, I guess I'll go next, and we'll finish up with Beats. So, My number one is a game that I know people aren't going to agree with. Oh, no, we go. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, Zombie probably knows what it's going to be, but um, you know, I was thinking, well, what's the number one game for me? A number one game is a game that I can't wait to play again, and no matter what, I just enjoy playing it, and I, I can't wait to actually you know, jump back into that game. And there's one game above all the others this year that I could not wait to keep playing. And that, of course, is We The Revolution. So, oh, Fair enough. I don't know if you guys expected that, but um, I We The Revolution... It. Yeah. I expected it. When you didn't mention the other four, <laughs> I knew it was coming. To us, yeah. I thought he was going to make a joke <laughs> saying cameo. I was going to say shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had to put it at number one, though, even if no one else in the world likes it. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there somewhere, but um, I, I loved it. I mean, the story of this game it just implored me like the story of this game is perfect and there's nothing wrong with this story it has so many mechanics built into the game you know whether you're being a judge of the tribunal and you're going through the court cases or whether you're doing like the wrist style battle board or whether you're actually like carrying out the battles or whether you're doing the political intrigues where you're trying to you know take down your rivals by um influence different people in the game like you take down your rivals you know you you uh, have to manage your family reputation. You have to manage your reputation with other factions in the game. And, like, there's a lot baked into this game that I think people um, wouldn't see at first glance. And I think this game has such a great story. And I love the way the story ends out. And obviously, I won't spoil it. You can go talk, uh, listen to my three episodes that I did on the different parts of the game. I did an episode each act. But there's three acts of the game. And I think act one sets things up really well. Um, gives you a great twist at the end. Act two sets it up even more, gives you another big twist at the end. And act three, I think, finishes the game, you know, brings it home really well. And I think the ending is a justified ending for the game. And, um, I just can't say more about this than I already have. I mean, I've already done three episodes on it. I've stringed all three acts and <laughs> I love this game. So, um, We the Revolution is my number one for the year. So, any comments on that one? I'm sorry. I'm just going to say, I'm still rot over you losing a child. Like, I remember when that happened, that stuck with me. So, yeah. I'm just saying, it was it was actually really cool to see the way everything played out. Stuff that you didn't even see coming happen. Like, the way they did all that. I can exactly. definitely see like there's, your story like guy. The twists were so, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I love the way the story went. Like, there's so many twists in there you didn't see. Like, I, it's hard to say without spoiling the story, but like, you know, you did mention losing a child, like that was a big part of the story, and like, there's a, a bad character in the game that you never would have expected, and seeing that come out, it's like, whoa. So. Yeah. Like, I was shocked when that person came out, and it was, I was like, okay, whoa, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't checked this game out, you know, go check it out, people. Um, it's a small indie game. 
And, you know, I think they deserve some credit. It's made by a studio called Polyslasher. And, you know, they don't have a lot of games out, but I think this game deserves to be, you know, heard and seen. Um, it's about the French Revolution, and it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked it out, it's not that expensive either. I think it's like 20 bucks, so not too bad. But then there was one. We, we just have one more person to name their game of the year. So uh, beats and buttons, let's hear it. Okay, let's so... Let's see if it's a game I think it is. I'm going to go with Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, it, it, it's crazy because I love the original Red Dead. I, I played it on the 360. I bought the Undead Nightmare DLC. Like everything and anything that you could do with that game. The storyline, the immersiveness. I grew up partly in the country and partly in the city. So I know how to shoot a horse and how to steal a car. So I can identify with a lot of the, the things in that game. So it was, it actually, it gave me a way, um, okay, so let me just back that up. I knew what was going to happen to Arthur Morgan before this game came out because of the first game. So that kind of ruined some right. of the storyline for me. So I had fun playing through like his life, but what sends this game over the top for me has got to be the online portion. And I'm going to tell you why. You can get online and literally live out being a cowboy. You can hunt. Fish, you can start bar fights. You can run a moonshine company. Like it's like if if you don't like GTA because of all the zaniness and the over top stuff that happens in it, and the disparaging differences in the leveling, Red Dead Redemption Online is for you. You know, it's like you can turn it into a survival game. You can turn it into a, a shooting game. It's like literally a play box in the old west. The way they were able to do it, make all the characters different and interesting. You can follow NPCs around, and they have their own lives. It is just nuts the amount of details. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know if you've seen it, but I've actually heard there's a way in the game you can find the KKK and kill them too. Yes, so. yes. So in the storyline and the the main storyline, yes, I have not seen them online, and it wouldn't be surprising because they probably don't want people to try to join them. <laughs> so oh, I, I can see why they would leave it out of that, but yes. And that's why yeah, I said Arthur Morgan, his character and everything was cool because I, I kind of knew what was going to happen to him because of the first game. But seeing it all play out and how, um, oh my God, the main bad guy, I can't even think his name right now. Sheesh. But to see how he went from borderline good to complete the bag was just interesting to see how it all played out. So the storyline, the writing, the voice acting, like... I can see why Rockstar does so well with these games because of how much is put into it. Um, I don't know beyond like that if they're a good studio or not. So I, I want to throw that out there because I know when people hear this, they're like, Rockstar's crap. I don't know. I don't know them, okay? <laughs> so that being said, they make good games that I enjoy. Red Dead is, is a game that has allowed me to play with people I haven't seen in a while either. So it's like that multiplayer aspect for me puts it in that number one spot because Everything that the other games lack for me, this has. If I want to run around and do nothing, I can run around and do nothing. If I want to go in and grind for missions and gear, I can go in and grind for missions and gear. It's literally the best sandbox I've been in a long time. So that's why this one got my number one. Great storyline. Awesome online experience. Fair enough. And um, do you know if someone on Xbox can play with someone on PC on that? Or is that not available in that game? Not yet. Um... There's okay. been whispers about that being an option, which is why the PC version was delayed a couple times, but it still hasn't been mentioned by Rockstar, so you never know. With Rockstar, they're so tight-lipped, we won't know until they actually decide to say something. The rest is all speculation. Yeah, see, uh, 
honestly, like, it's it's about to be 2020. I mean, like, why can't every game have that at this point? Like, let's just do it, everyone, you know? I mean, well, in all honesty, yeah. I followed that for the longest time. So the hangout was on PlayStation, and PlayStation finally gave the go ahead this year. So it's kind of like in the development process, they weren't all able to. Um, like, uh, I read the stories on uh, Fortnite, how they had already had the, the base programming in there to enable it. They just had to flip a switch. So if it was already programmed into the game, it had the possibility of it. If it wasn't until PlayStation gave their, their okay, they weren't doing it. All the studios weren't. So that's the only thing I know about that because it's been asked about the Bioware right. community for Anthem. And that's what they came back and said. Like, had PlayStation told us sooner, yeah, you could do this, then that would have been a possibility for us. They're like, well, that might even be part of the overhaul. You never know. Hey, that'd be cool. Uh, I think uh, Borderlands 3 really needs that too, where you can, you know, play on cross-platform. Like, I think that really helped Borderlands 3 as well. Yeah. I know um, the first, um, like, game in general to have cross-play between every single platform now is Minecraft. They, they've they been the first people to actually successfully be able to do it. So, here's to more games having that next year. <laughs> yeah. And... Beats, you'll be pleased to know with your first place uh, for Red Dead Redemption 2 there, you firmly put it in the top three somewhere, so. Mm. Does that mean we have two of our top three already decided? Mm. Um, well, I will say that the top three, uh, all three of those games were listed somewhere on this panel's list. So. Ooh. It's just a matter of the points. <laughs> okay. I need to... But, um... We have 37 total games that were put up for any kind of points at all by either people on Discord or people on this panel. And I thought, um, before we get to reading out the top 10, why don't we just break a few ties for fun? So there's a, you know, a lot of games that are tied in points. Let's just uh, pick which game is the best out of those point values real quick. So now uh, we have a lot of games at the two-point category from 29 down to 37. So let's just pick uh, our favorite here and break this tie. We have Crackdown 3, Apex Legends, Tropico 6, After Party, Tetris 99, Rage 2, Destiny 2, Greedfall, and Metro Exodus. So I think I know where Beats is going, but Beats, do you want to give your vote on top out of those two pointers? Hmm. I'm assuming you're going to Greedfall because that's what you did, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Greenfall. All right. Monty? I would probably actually say Apex. I haven't actually played it, I, but from what I've seen, it looks like a really good game. Uh, All right. It seems to be really popular. So out of those ones, I would probably say Apex. And Zombie, how about you? Um. Oh my god, this is hard. Um, I'm going to stick with my pick that I said, which is Metro. I'm going to stick with it. All right. Well, I guess I will break the tie then because there's no point in uh, voting for a fourth game and having it still to be tied. So <laughs> I will pick one of those three and um, I'm honestly going to give it to Greedfall. Even though I haven't played Greedfall, I, I think Greedfall is a game that I would absolutely love if I had the time for it. And I think that deserves a nod. So uh, Beats, I'm going to side with you and go with Greedfall here. We suck at times. So, Greedfall will technically be the number 29. 
out of that 29 to 37 gap. Jesus. The next gap we have is a four-point gap, numbers 23 to 28. We have Halo Reach, Civilization VI, Laws Link's Awakening, Wander Song, Satisfactory, and Kingdom Come Deliverance. Let's start with uh, Zombie on this one. Reach. Hell of Reach. Alright. Has to be. Monty? Hello, Rach! <laughs> Alright, Beats? It may be outside of my reach. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, not that my vote matters at this point, but um, I would give it to Civ 6 out of those. So, But Halo Reach will win that tiebreaker and be our number 23 game, technically, out of that. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a six-point uh, tie category from 18 to 22. We have My Friend Pedro, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, which I know Zombies played, Luigi's Mansion 3, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and before we vote, um, there's actually another game that's in the six-point category that I'm surprised Beats didn't have on his list anymore. That's uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, is there any reason you didn't have that list of the Beats? Um... It's one of those games where the learning curve is higher than anticipated. So if you're playing with people that understand the game, it's fun. If you're playing with people that don't understand, it's frustrating because you can't enjoy it because they're so frustrated. So it's one of those games where <laughs> not enough. everyone can play this, you know, it's a multiplayer game. I have a lot of friends, but I won't play that game with certain friends because I want to keep them as friends. So... <laughs> There's this, gotcha. yeah. So it's one of those games where I liked it, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was that learning curve because if you have never played a Souls game or Bloodborne, you don't understand that type of combat. So like, so many people okay. are so used to the click, click, clack, 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 attacking of games that the game that makes you have to anticipate, move, and dodge will hand you your butt in no time and have you frustrated. So it's one of those things where it's like you kind of pick and choose in order for it to be enjoyable. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I watched you stream that, and you seemed to enjoy it, so I just figured it would be, like, you know, number five on your list or something, possibly. But No, I played enough. offline a lot by myself, because it is a fun game, but it's 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 set up to be a multiplayer game, so you get better experience from the game playing with people, but I would rather keep those friendships and just struggle through the game on my own and have fun. <laughs> so I hear you. Well, if you had to make a vote on one of those, uh, is that what you put your vote on, or would it be another one of the other four? I'd put my vote there. I mean, if I'm going to break right. it, at least go with something I've played. Uh, Monty? Um, I'm a bit split between Pedro and Mortal Kombat. I'm not a huge fighting game person, though, so I'll probably go with Pedro. Okay, Zombie, I think I know where you're going. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to break the tie, please. Mortal Kombat, you're going to have to break it. Alright, um, well, I'm sorry, Zombie, it's definitely not going to be Mortal Kombat, I so know. I'm not a fighting game guy. I know. So, it's going to have to be uh, Remnant or my friend Pedro. Um, well, they're both on Game Pass. I, I technically could play either one, even though I haven't played either one. Do, well, this do, is tough because I don't do, really do, do. know a ton about them. I think, based on barrier of entry, I think it's a little bit easier to uh, jump in and understand my friend Pedro, so I'm going to go with that one, I think. 
Because yeah. I, I think Remnant would be a little bit harder to just jump in cold turkey and understand. Yeah, I'd agree. All right. Next, we have an eight-point category. This is uh, numbers 13 to 17. So we're, we're getting close to that top ten. Our eight-point tie games are Ape Out, Anthem, Days Gone, Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, and Untitled Goose Game. Let's start with Zombie on this one. Borderlands. All right. Monty? Was this Borderlands 1 or 2? Um, 1. The Game of the Year Edition. Uh, the Game of the Year Edition just came out. Yeah, I would probably say... Yeah, I'll, I'll go Borderlands. Untitled Goose Game just appears a bit too shallow. Otherwise, it would get my vote. Okay. Beats, I'm assuming you're sticking with Anthem. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> I will die on this hill, man. I will die on this hill, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with the other two guys here and go Borderlands Game of the Year edition. So That's fine. Um, I'll see I myself out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, it, it's still in the top 17. Yeah, it's still in the top 17. <laughs> Win for the little guys. I mean, compared to what some people rank it beats, that's probably a good, a good ranking. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not complaining. That's not like I'm, I'll just take that. Yeah. It up. <laughs> All right. Take your ranking and you'll like it. Now, this next one is one that um, it's kind of important, actually, because this is the 10 to 12 category. So whatever one uh, is voted on here for the tiebreaker actually makes the top 10, and the other two do not. So we have Control, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and We the Revolution. And you guys know where I'm going. It's got to be We the Revolution. So hopefully somebody helps me out here. Beats? Um, You know, because I enjoyed seeing how much you enjoyed playing that game, I'm not even going to lie, I will go with that. I like Control from what I got to play a little bit. But I didn't play enough to to say I enjoyed it more than watching you enjoy that game. So you got my vote. Well, thank you, <laughs> Zabi. First of all, I was so waiting for him to like flip on you there and to say something else, because <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been hilarious. But second of all, I have to go with uh, Weird Revolution because the other two I have not heard anything about. So thank you, I appreciate the support as well, <laughs> Monty. Well, I'm gonna break the passion here. Despite, Don't do it, buddy. Don't despite, do it. I'm sorry, but it has to be done. Don't despite, do it. Despite Dexit removing a bunch of them, I'm going to go with Pokemon. Because there's also oh, some funky stuff in there. You, you just disappointed the entire audience. Uh, Meowth the with a massive beard. Meowth with a massive beard. Need I say more? Man, there's all the kit. your fans from the Fortnite mobile podcast have now dis- disavowed you. <laughs> no! No, Fortnite mobile fans, come back! Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I was joking. <laughs> Not my Fortnite mobile oh. fans. Hold on, I'm getting into the call, Monty. Oh, oh, damn, all the Marcus Kruber fans just disavowed you too. No! No, not the Marcus Kruber fans! Oh, no! 
So yeah, Hermione, you're in the doghouse now. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh god, no! Oh no! <laughs> At least I've still got my Borderlands and Reach fans. Um, well, for now, for now, I, I haven't gotten any now. more calls yet, so. <laughs> but I appreciate the support, guys. You know, I I knew We the Revolution wasn't going to get anywhere close to winning, but I'm happy for it to make top ten. You know, tenth place, I'm happy with that. I, I'm good with that. So. <laughs> But um, next we have our 7, 8, and 9, and this is the last tie to be broken, actually. So um, we can actually break this tie twice, basically, to rank which one are, you know, 7, 8, or 9. So we have Division 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and Little Misfortune, all at 16 points. And uh, full disclosure, before we vote... Does anyone know anything about Little Misfortune? Because I really don't know anything about it. Same. Nope. I'm surprised it made oh, it into sorry, the top ten. Like... That is because one person gave it third place in the Discord voting, and one person gave it first place. Okay, so that's how we got there. Oh, okay. Little Misfortune. A little bit screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's look this up real quick so we can know what we're talking oh, about. Oh my god. <laughs> We're, we're, we're Googling a, a game mid-ranking <laughs> to know what we're talking yes. about. Guys, we're professional, yes. I swear. Dude. I, I say we just put this nerd and carry on. <laughs> Contact me for any of your podcasts. Hey, I mean, no offense, two people from like Discord it. voted it. You know, No one on the panel even voted it, so I'm not really sure much about this. Case, I went so. through and read what they voted, and I didn't even see that one, so I missed it. Like, legit. I'm trying to go back and find it now. I mean, the art style seems kind of funky. Yeah, it was uh, Kit and Claws gave it first, and then somebody else gave it third place. Uh, no. Uh, no. All right, so let's see. It's a horror adventure game, uh, single player. It's a dark fantasy adventure video game developed by Kill Monday Games. I wonder if they developed on Monday. Was that, was that founded by Garfield, per chance? <laughs> Um, it's set in 1993. Eight-year-old misfortune Ramirez Hernandez lives alone with her parents in the outskirts of fictional town of Openfield, Sweden. The narrator announces that today is the day that misfortune will die, but is surprised when misfortune says that she can hear him. The voice invites misfortune to play a game where she'll make choices and that there is no right or wrong, only consequences. When she beats the game, she'll be rewarded with the prize of eternal happiness. Misfortune accepts, and the voice tells her that the first mission is to leave the house. Following the command, Misfortune is guided through streets of Oppenfields, encountering anthropomorphic fox several times. The narrator warns her against and who flees when Misfortune gets too close. So I guess we get to the edges there. Oh my goodness. I there's no, look at the art style no, and based on the art style alone, I would try it. What? So there's no good or bad choices, but there are consequences. <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, yeah, you can honestly. It on your phone too. What do you need good or bad, like, bad in order to actually have consequences? I'm wondering if it's on Game Pass. Is it on Game Pass? I'm confused. That game just makes me confused. Though I'm actually intrigued to try it out. Because of that reason. I'm honestly intrigued by it uh, as well. I don't... I did a quick search. I don't see it listed on Game Pass, but... Maybe you guys can find uh, otherwise, but... Um, honestly, I am going to have to give my vote to that out of the options we have because I'm not really sold on the other two options and 
that sounds more my style. So, Little of Misfortune gets my vote for seventh. Um, what about you guys? We got Division Two, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, and that one. Called. I'm Call of Duty. All right, Monty. Do I have to vote? <laughs> I was just wanting the same thing. <laughs> Am I abstain? <laughs> well, why do you think I voted Little Misfortune? Like the other two games, I'm not really, I'm not a fan of those <laughs> games as much, but. Cod wouldn't get my vote, but between this and the Division Two, I I I can't really choose because it seems interesting, but it's not usually my thing. Uh, Division Two might be a bit more my thing, but at the same time, I haven't played it, haven't played either, so I don't really know enough to vote. Well, here's the thing, Monty. I mean, you got to vote twice because you have to vote which one goes seventh and which goes eighth. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the, the division then. All right, beats. Just because, yeah. Well, it was on my list, so you know I'm going to say division. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that means the division two gets seventh, and then it's just up for uh, eighth versus ninth. So. Zombie obviously goes COD. I go with Little Misfortune. So Beats and Monty, uh, break the tie for eighth or ninth. Um, you know, uh, Beats, you go, you go, Beats. Well, because Zombie is always being defecated on. I'll go ahead and support him in his little Call of Duty world. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I, to be honest, I would probably play Call of Duty over the other one. I'd probably. Fair enough. Go yeah. suck at being shot up in the face all the time before I stumbled across a kid who's trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Monty? And I've heard good things about this card, so I'm probably going to follow suit and give God the vote. Sorry, right. sorry, sorry, Derek. I know that I've gone against you in pretty much every vote here. We know who's not coming back but... next podcast. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> so the next major podcast, guys, we're going to need a new third guest. So, um, you know, send in your applications at theblazeexperience.gmail.com. Uh, we will be taking, you know, applications right there. So, On an unrelated note, guys, I'll be starting up the Marcus Kruber podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, I honestly haven't played any of those three games. Just based mm -hmm. on my style of games, I know I'm not a COD fan. I know I'm not really going to be into Division 2 that much. Little Misfortune does look like a game I would be interested in trying. So if it was on Game Pass, which it doesn't look like it is, I would at least give it a shot. So that's mm -hmm. why I picked that one. But, uh, seventh will be Division 2, eighth will be Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and ninth will be Little Misfortune. Um, sixth place is a game that no one on the podcast talked about, but, um, Discord voters spoke and they said it had to be up there. So coming in at 18 points is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, Has anyone played this? oh okay. I've heard a lot of good things about it, that. That's good. That's a good one. That looks good. That's a good one. That looks good. That's one of the few good games to come out this year. Damn. Yeah, yeah I know. be on my list of. That's getting a ton of good reviews. Why wasn't on your guys' list? <laughs> because I haven't played it. That's why I wasn't on my list. Same. I haven't played it. Because <laughs> Blaze, the Discord is spoiling it. Okay, sucked. and it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go, Blaze. Well, the Discord, Discord put it up there, so 
<laughs> so thank you, Discord. <laughs> they teased us with a game that none of us have played. What a bunch of a-holes. How, how do we kick them out of this Discord? Jeez. <laughs> See now, now a question. So, so right, I think I think we need to vote for who we're kicking out. Uh, kicking out right now. <laughs> the Discord is broken. I got my top five list. Kicking yeah. out Derek. Say I. 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 <laughs> the podcast is broken. Uh, Bye. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I guess this is now switched to the Marcus Kruger podcast, guys. So uh, I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to another no, amazing I'm episode you of the out Marcus Kruger podcast. Coming in at spot number five is uh, Marcus Kruger. Uh, vo- Who is Marcus Kruger? Vote, vote, vote in Montiel. Um, say I. 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 <laughs> there we go. Oh, no. now. I guess this has now become the Anthem podcast, so take it away, Beats. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to destroy this podcast completely. No, you're not going to do that to this podcast. We're not testing Anthem. Yeah, yeah, come on, guys. Let's be fair. Anthem destroyed itself. We don't need to do that. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, number five. Number five. Yes. What have we got so, number, number five? Number five is another game that no one on the podcast spoke about, but it got two first place votes in Discord. So that does give it 20 points. So uh, two people thought it was the best game of the year. Um, I'm sure you guys have some ideas what this might be. It is Death Stranding. So um, it's a PS4 only game, so I would never be able to play it but based on that reason. So that's why I haven't played it. But um, anyone played it? Yeah, thanks, Sarkov. Nope. nope. <laughs> yes. From what it Sorry, seems, it's, it seems a bit overhyped. From what I've seen, everyone's joking that it's just an amped up uh, delivery simulator. You know, maybe that's what PS gamers enjoy. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so this brings no, me back to that whole your name <laughs> has a lot to do with how well your game does thing. So Anthem has EA attached, the game that wasn't as bad as everyone treated it. It's crapped on. A game that's not as good as everyone's treated it is highlighted because it's a Hideo Kojima. Like, I love the dude too, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, if if it's a bad game, it should be a bad game. It should not be based on who you're associated with. The parameters that you I choose agree. your game off of should be based on your fun, your replayability, and your, your, your accessibility to the game. If it's not a game that you can easily get into, rate it off of that. But if you just dislike someone that works for the company, you're going to crap all over the game. Or you like someone that's running the company, you lift it up. I just feel like there's a lot more bias in people's backing or disliking of a game than the game itself. Yeah, so uh, Sarkoth, all that was directed at you, so, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he was enjoying it. I watched him play it. He was legit <laughs> enjoying it. So that's what I'm saying. That's I understand his you, yeah. vote because he has yeah, fun doing yeah. it. I'm just messing with you. I know you were saying it. But I mean, as far as like the storyline, the the overall aspects, what you do in the game, from what I've seen, it's lacking that type of content. Like there's a lot of stuff you can run into and here and there, but as far as like filler side missions or lore based stuff, it just seemed like it was lacking in a lot of those base components of a of one of his games. Even like it was just I don't know. It wasn't. It's not bad. I played it. Um, it didn't make my top five just because I honestly didn't get as much fun out of it. I love Norman Reedus. Like, I have a man crush on him and Ryan Reynolds. I have no fault dropping that whenever anyone asks. Like, fine. Okay. But that being said, I'm not going to give the game, like, the best reviews just because of who it's attached to. 
that's fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Sarkoth obviously get first place, and then one person that voted via DMs get first place. I won't uh, out them because they might not, you know, want to. That might be why they sent them DMs. So. Oh no, they scared of their choice, and they knew it, so they <laughs> hiding they face them. <laughs> <laughs> So heated opinions so, um, about best driving that is number aside. five. <laughs> okay, we will move on to number four. Number four is at twenty-four points, so four ahead of Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two. Oh, okay. So, does anyone uh, play this or want to talk about it at all? I think Zombie split it, right? I've not played it, no, but I really want to. Okay, so I have been fortunate enough to play that one as well. Um, having multiple gamers in the family is not everybody likes the same game, so they buy their own games. So, one of my kids bought that one because he heard how much I like the original. Based off of graphics alone, that game is beautiful. Like, compared to what I re- what you remember if you played the original, it's like, wow, it's like a whole new world. It's what it's really like. So, I think it's kind of hard when it's a remake for it to be considered for Game of the Year. Because then, what are they really changing? Are they changing it up so right. much that you're going to experience a, a completely new game, or are they just polishing it? So it, it's it's not a bad game. It's fun, but it, it's literally like an old car with a new chassis and a fresh body of paint. Like, I remembered a lot of the stuff to do because it was the same thing you did in the first go-around, so they did change up certain things where these certain things play out, but beyond that, it just didn't feel like enough of a difference to make my top five. Especially with it being a remake. Yeah, that, that's fair, and that's why like um, next year I'm really excited for Resident Evil Resistance, because that is something completely different, and it's kind of like a Resident Evil version of a Dead by Daylight cross with Dharma Project, and I'm really intrigued by what that's going to be. Me too. So, but unfortunately, um, it is a tie-in with RE3, so you basically have to buy RE3 to get that game as well. They're technically separate games, is what they said, but it's actually probably smart business-wise to do it that way, because people that only want RE3 are probably going to buy RE3 and get this game extra, and be like, oh, well, I guess I have this extra game, I might as well play it. And people that only wanted uh, Resistance, they're probably going to buy RE3 and be like, well, I have RE3, I might as well play it. So it's actually smart business-wise, I guess, but I mean, that, that's what's going to be for me. Like, I'm going to definitely buy it, and I'm not interested in RE3, but I will probably play it because I have Resident Evil. So. Right. So, we got our top three now. We're going into the top we three. Do. The big ones. Do you want to get some so, drum um, rolls going? All right, only if they're Marcus Gruber drum rolls. <laughs> Marcus our top three is separated by ten points only, and all three games were mentioned on this podcast by at least one person on the panel. And honestly, I think all of them actually were mentioned by multiple people on the panel. So, um, the third place game is a little bit farther down, but as far as our top two, uh, I might ask if we want to just vote on those instead since they're so close. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, number three is Red Dead Redemption 2 with 34 points. So 10 ahead of Resident Evil 2, and 34 points, it is 10 behind the first place game. Oh, wow. So Beats, I'm sure you're happy about that, right? 
I am. Like I said, it's it's a game that I could recommend to anyone and everyone who played just because of not just the main story, but also the online version. Like, it really is overall. Yeah, I, I, I get that being up there. From what it seems, that's been a good game. It's not my thing, but it seems really popular with people, so that doesn't really shock me. I know people have never ridden a horse in their life, and the first thing they did was go around and capture all the horses and break them so they could ride the horses. So I'm just saying, it's it's interesting to see people lose themselves in <laughs> right. this. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Monty. Like, um, I definitely see the value in this game and, you know, why it's so great and why a lot of people love it, but I just think it's not my style as much. Like, I'll go back to again. If it was on Game Pass, I'm absolutely in. I will definitely give it a shot. But if I have to pay for this game, it's just not one of the games I'm going to spend money on because I only have enough money to spend on a couple games a year. And this game is not doing enough for me for that to be one of those couple games. So if I could get you this game for $15, would that change your mind? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk later. I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I definitely can't right now because Christmas time. But <laughs> but um, you know, if I get some extra money, then you know, maybe. So <laughs> right now, I'm pretty much broke as Christmas. But you know, you know how that is. Oh, I do. Just <laughs> I got you. Which is in two days. So you know, Merry Christmas to everyone that's out there that celebrates. Yes, but exactly. But our top two are games that were mentioned a lot on this podcast already. And one of them is in second place with 40 points. One of them is in first place with 44 points. So I'm going to put it up to you guys before we reveal them. Do you guys want to just vote instead? Or do you want to just call it the points are what they are? Before you hear what they are. Alright. I think you guys might be disappointed on that then. Oh, no. Uh, you, know, you listeners at home, remember that all three of these guys said just leave the points what they are. It is I, what I it offered, is. It is what it I is. I offered the, the opportunity to beat it, It's more accurate for what everyone's voted for. It is what it is. Let's hear it. All right. So number two is The Outer Worlds. So. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure there's something. Yep. So number two is The Outer Worlds. It is a game that I would rather have at number one personally. But, you know, um, it, it did fall at number two. I was open to the possibility of us vetoing <laughs> it into first, but um, you guys were not. So The the people have spoken as well. We need to be fair that is to the true. people. <laughs> and number one, um, it, it wasn't high, like it wasn't super high on a lot of people's list. But the catch here is it was pretty much on everyone's list. And that is how it got up so high. Number one game, the Blaze Experience Game of the Year, at 44 points, Borderlands 3. Which I can understand. They took everything that wasn't in Borderlands 2, added it, and added to it. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I I, I just am a little bit mad about it because of the story, and you guys know I love story, and that that story is horrible. But, But yeah, I mean, that is where the points fell, and, um, you know, we all... um, Overall, as a community, ranked that, you know, a lot of points. I mean, I had it number three. Um, you know, Zombie had it four, for example. But uh, there are people in the Discord that had it, you know, higher and, um, you know, pumped up those points. So, Shout out to the Discord people. So, let's, let's take a... 
Yeah, we're going to call him out right now. Everyone get in the Discord. If you're listening to this and you're not already in the Discord, (laughs) come get on in in the Discord. Everyone's there. It's a whole party. It's a riot. You know, the the mods, they they struggle to keep calm all the fun that we have in there. So I think the links in the the show notes, come come join the Discord. Exactly. Just as Monty said, and you know, we will talk to you about Marcus Kruber as much as you want in the Discord. Promise. <laughs> or uh, Fortnite that's... Mobile. We will talk about that as well. Either. Just just app app anyone and just ask about You need to add a Fortnite <laughs> Mobile channel to your your Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Label it Fortnite Mobile <laughs> <laughs> actually, with the NSF up here, that might actually get some traction. People will be like, wait, Fortnite Mobile is not safe for work. What? Wait, Fortnite? What? Yeah, you shouldn't be playing video games at work. Jeez, guys. Go back to doing your job. People will be like, what? what's going on? I don't understand. And then we just bully them for playing Fortnite Mobile at work. <laughs> and I have our culprits here, guys. I, I looked in the Discord. Um, two people gave Borderlands 3 number one, so if you're mad about this, that's, uh, Rapid Ranger, our, uh, admin, so, you know, Rapid, bad job there. Maddie, right? (laughs) We're gonna have to have a word with him. We're gonna wrap up. And, uh, then they gave it number one was Tampus. But yeah, so both of those people gave it number one, so, you know, um... Jump in the Discord and add them with your angry comments. Yeah. Don't really add them with the angry comments. Don't really. But... <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't if, actually do it. Bro. If you actually target these people with angry comments, I will bully you for playing Fortnite Mobile. And that is a promise. Well, and, and considering one of these people is actually in and been in Discord, you're probably going to get banned pretty fast. So I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, but so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, you guys think the list worked out pretty well? Um, it do- it doesn't really shock me. No, no. I mean, I, I know a lot of the love that Borderlands has, and a lot of it is from new players too who have, who have embraced it—the zaniness, the craziness, the characters, like different builds, like all that stuff. They did a good job. So, and they added what was lacking in two. Like I hated two when people would steal my gear. I'm not gonna lie. So once they fixed that, I was like, okay. And that's then true. the release date just messed me up. So that's the only reason I don't even have it yet. Boy, don't get me started on loot stealing in two. One time the conference call <laughs> dropped, and one of my friends stole it and immediately threw it off of the cliff and destroyed Seriously? it. Seriously, they wouldn't be my friend I was no more. Fuming. <laughs> it went right wow. into the lava. It was immediately <laughs> destroyed. Are you still friends with them? No. <laughs> For those of you who didn't play Borderlands 2, the conference call was like the best gun in the game. It was the gun to get. And, oh. Yeah, the amount of grinding I did for that conference call as well. So, yeah, guys, you know, uh, Borderlands 3 is our top game. And just to round out our top 10 again, real quick. We have Outer Worlds at number two, Red Dead Redemption 2 at number three, Resident Evil 2 at number four, number five is Death Stranding, number six is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 
Number seven is The Division 2. Number eight, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number nine, Little Misfortune. Number 10, My Game of the Year, We the Revolution. And that is our 10. So um, that's our top 10. Anyone have any final comments on our top 10 here? Uh, all of them should have been Halo Reach. Yeah. No, no. I, I think. Yeah, I think oh, I was that's contemplating it through my head. Of the new games that have come out, I, I, uh, nothing surprises me. I, I would have liked to see Anthem um, higher, but I'm biased. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Exactly. Like exactly. I'm biased. So. A little bit higher. There's certain <laughs> yep. games we just enjoy more. So. Not yeah, I mean, you know, for me, We the Revolution is number one, but. <laughs> well, you need to listen to the people, Derek. They have spoken. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, um, I guess the one shocking thing here is that uh, Sekiro got actually no points from anyone, which that actually won the real game of the year from the Game Awards, so that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that does it for our Game of the Year episode. So I had a lot of fun doing this. I appreciate all you guys being here. And we will be back to streaming uh, sometime in 2020. I didn't uh, actually mention that at the top of the show because I assumed uh, people knew from the previous podcast and streams, but I am on a content break right now. So when you hear this, I will be back sometime in January 2020. Um, just stay tuned to my Discord to find out when that is. But uh, Beats and Buttons, where can people find you if they want to find you? I'm usually at my mama house. Sometimes I'm with Craig and them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can find him in Ashen. <laughs> you can definitely find me. On uh, Twitter at Beats and Buttons, you can find me on um, Twitch at Beats and Buttons. Um, so it's the same name anywhere you go. You can find me that way. Fair enough. And you guys should definitely but check them out. It's been my pleasure being here as usual, just to make sure I say that before I forget. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun to have you back. And Monty, where can people find you? As always, you can find me at MontyD14 on Twitter. Uh, I also follow the podcast on Twitter, so you can find me there. I don't really use Twitter, but if you want to contact me, you can get me on there. I'm in the Discord as well. Uh, I'm really bad with responding to things, so at me or PM me from from the Discord. Uh, I'm uh, the nicknamed the one guest to rule them all, uh, just because that's cool. Um... <laughs> And, oh, you can also find me on Xbox uh, at uh, that. Sorry, I'm completely tripping over my words there. Uh, Let me try that again. (laughs) You can find me on Xbox at DeEpicDuck, spaces between each of those words, D-E-H space Epic space Duck. That was the most eloquent exit you've ever had, Monty. I'm going to leave that all in. There we go. One take, first try, <laughs> flawless. Yeah, but if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can do so via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter or my Xbox Live Gamer Tag. That's going to be at Blaze Experience. It's capital B, L A I S E, capital X P E R I E N C E. You can obviously find me in the Discord, which is in the show notes. I am also on YouTube and Facebook, so you can uh, check out those links in the show notes as well. And if you want to get a hold of me, probably the best way to do so would be on Discord or with a Twitter DM. If you want to find the podcast, you're obviously listening to it right now, but you may not have known that it's also on Stitcher, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Blueberry, and many of the directories. If you just type into your Google search bar, The Blaze Experience, you will find us on any uh, app pretty much. And if you don't want to have any apps, in our Discord, there's a specific channel that says direct download links. You can go to that channel, download any podcast you've ever done. All you have to do is just click the link of the podcast you want to download, and you will have a copy of that uh, episode. That way you don't have to have any apps on your phone or device if you don't want that. But uh, that wraps up our year. So, you know, 2019 was a great year. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2020. Well, I say a great year. I mean, there's a lot of issues this year, but uh, there was some great things of the year, I guess. And then some, you know, very not so great things. But um, I am on a content break, obviously, because I'm focusing on um, mental health and things. So. I will be back sometime in 2020. Um, it will definitely be in January. I just don't have a date for you yet. Um, I just have to have to, you know, play it by year and find out, um, how I feel. But as of right now, I'm thinking it's going to be second or third week of January. That's probably going to be when I come back. So, um, this will be the last podcast you hear for any non-patrons. For patrons, you can, uh, join Patreon at patreon.com slash blaze experience that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash blaze experience and if you join that you will have some bonus episodes that i'll be working on during the break because i have some to catch up with but uh for non-patrons we will see you in 2020 and thank you for listening to the blaze experience